0: And so we're in this mayhem series, and it's all based on those, those commercials, those all-state commercials, which are very funny. And um, we, uh, we have uh, we've actually uh, made our own uh, mayhem uh, commercials, and we'll, we're going to see one in just a, just a second. But the, um, this series talks about things in our life that just happen. All right, that, that you just never know when they're going to happen. Or things in our life that just creep into our lives maybe little at a time. You know, things that happen to your house. Some things happen over, to over, uh, over just uh, a few seconds, like a tree falling on your house, okay? But some things happen uh, in your house where, uh, where maybe there's some squirrels in your house and they're starting to chew on wires and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, it could cause great havoc over time. And so just like in our lives, sometimes things happen abruptly, and sometimes things happen over a period of time, just slowly but surely. Last week, we talked about the mayhem of fear. The mayhem of fear is something that a lot of people face. We all have a little bit of fear. Um, and so with that fear, one of those fears is opposition. And we talked about the children of Israel going into the promised land. And the God said, it's yours. Take it. Go, go for it. Uh, you can defeat the enemy. And, of course, the Israelites were like, uh, no way. These guys, these guys are opposing us, these giants, these people who are already living there. I'm not, we're not going to face it. So what they did, they ran away from what God had for them. The fear of opposition will do the same thing in your life. You will see those oppositions, even though God has called you to do that, and if you let them rule your life and make, your, make another uh, choice in your life to where you go far away from God, you will not get God's best. So fear of opposition was one. Fear of failure. You know, many of us, we work so hard, we're afraid to fail, We're afraid because we want to maybe please our boss, maybe students, please your parents, some of you, sort of. Um, you might want to please your coach, whatever it is. You know, we have this fear of failure that we're like, we're going to work so hard and, and work so hard, and sometimes when we work so hard because we have fear of failure, that we fail to enjoy the life God has given us. God has given us. You know, this is something that I struggle with in my own life: fear of failure. I don't. I, I like to be prepared. I like to be ready. You know, for for things. I don't like to. I don't like to be. Uh, you know, be considered a failure. Frank, the failure. No, I don't want that on my tombstone. You know what I'm saying? And so, but but I always have to say, okay, this is okay. Need it? Let that go. And it's okay that that doesn't look as, as it should or that doesn't operate as well as it should, God's still working on me. But know this, that I'm starting to realize that, you know, Frank, you're missing out on things, on the beautiful things that God has given you right in front of you because you are afraid of failure. Could that word be for somebody here today? Could there be people here today where you're so driven to the point to where you're afraid to fail, afraid to look bad in front of others? that you miss out on on God's best for your life. And then the last one we talked about was fear of God's blessings. You know, uh, God wants to bless us. He does, just like I want to bless my kids, all right? But God wants to bless you, and God wants the best for you. If we can just be in tune with him, bring him along into our day spend time with Him, and allow God to show us which way to go, those paths that, those paths lead us to the place where God has laid out for us in a life that is abundant and full and rich. When I say God wants to bless you, I don't mean, I don't mean like financially or all that kind of stuff. That, that's a whole different sort of deal that we don't preach here at Lake Point Church. But what I'm talking about is God wants to bless you with a full life, with an abundant life, with joy that nothing can shake it. And so, don't be afraid of God's blessings. Don't be afraid to say, you know, God, I receive that. Some of you could be sitting here going, you know, Frank, I don't deserve God's best for me. I don't deserve what God has, has told me to do. I don't, I don't deserve this, this uh, new promotion, or uh, I don't deserve this new person in my life. Maybe you're single and... God's given you somebody to to, to maybe, maybe to, to date, maybe eventually to marry. Maybe you're engaged, and you're sitting there thinking, "I'm not really deserving of that." It's okay. Receive God's blessings because when you walk with God, God wants to reveal Himself to you. So that's basically recap on last week of, of the mayhem of fear. This week we are going to talk about. Um, the mayhem of the perfect storm and we're actually going to set this up with the video some of y'all may have seen this on on uh, social media this week but I want you to watch this quick short video I'm your perfect storm and you never saw me coming it was all blue skies until BAM one day lightning strikes the flood rises and you're all washed up and yeah You're thinking to yourself, you don't deserve this. But I don't care because overnight destruction, that's what I do. And your once a month church attendance isn't going to help you out very much. So listen up and better prepare yourself for mayhem like me. Hey, give Jordan Brock a hand for doing that video. Yeah. Jordan Brock is our local outreach coordinator. Uh, If you want to do uh, anything that involves the community, you'll be working with him. But uh, Jordan, I really wanted to do that when it was really lightning, you know, uh, bad and stuff, and he's like, no way, dude, you know. So we kind of made some of that up. You probably couldn't tell any of that, did you? Um, but, But the storms, he was right, those storms happen when we least expect it. The mayhem of the perfect storm. You know what is what is the difference between the what is the, the difference between the fear of, of failure or the fear of opposition or just the mayhem of fear versus the mayhem of the perfect storm. Well, the the fear, the fear of, of failure or the fear of opposition, or just the the, uh, the mayhem of fear, with that, when that happens in your life, you actually have somewhere to go. You can run away like the children of Israel did, didn't take the promised land. You have actually have somewhere you can go. Now, it's not in the direction God wants you to go. God does want you to face the opposition if he's called you to that. But you don't have anywhere to, uh, you, you do have somewhere to go. But when the perfect storm happens, it's like you, you're trapped. It's like there are things happening around you and it came on you so suddenly, you weren't prepared for it. And boom, you're there. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the difference between a hurricane and a tornado. I mean, a tornado just happens so fast. And a, and a hurricane, you got a week to prepare for it. I mean, we know exactly where, kind of where it's going and, and that sort of deal. And so, But, but a, a perfect storm comes up so abruptly, and it leaves you almost feeling trapped. You know, I felt trapped once. Actually, it was a few months ago. I may have shared this story, but it's when I was in my truck. It was in the middle of the day at a car wash in Cartersville. And I, I, there was hardly no one there at this car wash place, except one guy was, uh, was changing an oil on another vehicle, and, and there's this other guy who was kind of running the car wash. And so I, uh, my car was really dirty, so I was like, I'm just going to drive through here and do the cheap um, the cheap uh, uh, plan and go through that car wash and be done with it. Well, I went through, started to go through, my tire lined up, good to go. And then I noticed in review mirror that the guy, he sort of left. So I was like, it's no big deal. It's automatic, right? It takes me through. Well, about halfway through this car wash, my tire got off the track somehow. And in uh, my, my car, my truck got stuck in the middle of the car wash. And it happened in the place that's the most, the the scariest part of the car wash. I don't know about you, but I feel a little scared in that moment where, you know, those flappy spaghetti things are flapping on your windshield, you know, that sort of deal. And it's really scary. You're like, okay, is my windshield going to cave in? Are things going to fly off my, my truck? And so it happened at that moment. These things are flapping, and they just wouldn't stop. They just kept flapping and flapping and flapping. And I was like, I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. And, and the guy's gone. There's only two guys here. And I'm, I'm like stuck. And so I, I, I called my wife, and she didn't answer. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I need to post sort of a last sort of farewell on Facebook. So I'm trying to get this together and, and say, you know, friends, family, I love you. You know, I never wanted to die in a car wash, but, you know, it's happening. And but you, you, I felt really, really, really trapped in that car wash. And it seemed to last forever. And it happened when I was just doing something routine. I was just going through a car wash. You know, that's when perfect storms, a lot of times, they happen. When perfect storms happen, they just come up suddenly. And they also uh, come at you when things are just going normal. There's a place in God's Word where we're going to talk about a storm, and there's some incredible truths we can learn from this story. We're going to be in the book of Matthew, chapter 8. If you have your copy of God's Word, I want to encourage you to do that. We also have it on the YouVersion Bible app, and we're going to have it on the, uh, on the screen uh, behind me. But in Matthew, chapter 8, verse 23, um, this uh, you've you probably heard uh, this story, but this is a great story, how Jesus calms the storm. And I'm not going to put another word in there. Jesus calms the perfect storm. Jesus calms the perfect storm. Verse 23, chapter 8. It says this, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a ferocious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. <laughs> the disciples went and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. Verse 26, he replied, You of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Even the winds and the waves obey him. So, it says in there, the disciples in Jesus, was, they were on land, they got into a boat. These are guys that are using a boat. A lot of these guys are fishermen, not all of them, but a lot of these disciples are. Uh, and, and so they get in this boat, and they're thinking, we're going to go across this huge lake. And so they do that. And this lake is really known for lots of abrupt storms. And that's exactly what happened. And so these guys are at a place where things are just going normal. This is just something we do. Getting on a boat, that's no big deal. Now, if it's raining and thunderstorming, you probably don't want to do that at that moment. But hey, it looks like clear skies. We're good to go. So they did. And so when, when they did that, the storm came suddenly without warning let me tell you when the mayhem of the perfect storm comes on your life it happens abruptly it happens at a time when you least expect it when things are just going normal you could be walking you could be walking into your job walk into your office and see some empty boxes there and a supervisor comes in and say hey we need you to pack up your pack up your personal belongings or you could be a starter on the football team. You go out to the practice field, and coach says, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm going with the other guy. I can't, uh, you're, making, you're making too many, you're throwing too many interceptions. Or you could go to just a routine doctor visit, and he tells you you have a terminal illness. Just routine things, just life, and it can happen to any of us, and some of you are sitting here and it has happened to you. And so one thing about perfect storms, you have to understand is, they can happen abruptly, and usually things are calm in your life. That day on the lake, evidently it was calm or they would not have gotten into that boat. When life is calm, when life is easy, that's when perfect storms seem to kind of come, come into our lives. <laughs> you could be saying, well, I just make my life crazy. <laughs> I just make my life, you know, m- you know, our family, there's lots of things going on <laughs> in our life. I'm not sure, you know, if, if, if storms, you know, can, can even, you know, uh, chase us down because we're, we're so spread out. But perfect storms happen when you least expect it and when life is calm. The other thing is, um, so that is before the storm. So before the storm, things are just calm and normal. What about after the storm? What about after the storm? So after the storm, we see something in Scripture that we did not read. But if you go on, we're not going to go into this. But, But here are some things that happened right after the storm. When Jesus and the disciples got out of the boat, here are a few things that happened. Jesus heals two demon-possessed men. They were possessed with, with, with demonic forces. And Jesus said, out, cast them out, and restore their life. Pretty cool miracle. I don't, really, I don't really see those much happening today. The disciples were like, okay, that's cool. Jesus heals a paralyzed man. You, you know the story where they lowered the, the man down on the mat through a through a through a, uh, a roof that they had to tear out, while the crowd was inside the house, and the um, the disciples saw that, like you know what, that's not something you see every day. The calling of Matthew, the calling of, of Matthew. He, he actually uh, found one of his disciples uh, after after that boat ride. Um, also, Jesus raised. A person from the dead. He, he, he raises a girl. And, and on his way to, to the house where the girl was dead, a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years, Jesus heals her. Jesus heals a blind man and makes a mute man speak. So right after they got out of the... Now, th- this isn't... I didn't go, like, to the end of Matthew. I went, like like... If you're looking at it, one chapter, one chapter. And all of a sudden, things started happening in the lives of the disciples. And so what do we, what can we take from this? When you are in a storm and Jesus is with you, now we're going we're gonna to compare and contrast that in just a moment. But if Jesus is with you, if you walk with Christ and you're in a storm, and those who walk with Christ and those who don't walk with Christ, we all see the mayhem of the perfect storm. But when you are in that storm and Jesus is with you, hold on. Hold on through that storm because, as we learn from this, good things are on the way. Good things are coming. Because Jesus, Jesus wants you to be faithful to him and to trust him that everything is going to be all right, that everything is going to be fine. So after the storm, those disciples saw more things right after that storm, some greater things except for the resurrection at the end of the story. But they saw such incredible miracles performed right before their eyes, right after the storm. So let me share this with you. Hold on. If you're in a storm, hold on to Jesus. Just know that that he's with you, and when you're done, when this storm has subsided, you're going to be stronger, and you're going to see incredible things in your life. Hold on. That's a word for you. So we looked at what happened before the storm, how there's such calm, such calmness in our lives, and it can happen abruptly. We looked at what happens after the storm. But what about what happens during the storm? Uh, What truths, what truths can we see from the storm? Number one, you want to stay in the boat. I kind of just mentioned that a little bit ago. A little bit ago, just hold on tight. But you want to stay in the boat. Now, the disciples, I'm not sure. We don't see this in Scripture. The disciples, they they could have jumped out of the boat. I don't know if that would have done any good. Maybe try to swim back to shore. I don't know. But stay in the boat and trust in Christ during that storm. If you remember in the story, Jesus was asleep. Jesus was asleep. It was probably, probably a boat where it had um, a, a place um, where it had a quarters underneath, and Jesus was probably sleeping in there. He's thinking, you know, it's all good. It's all good. I'm just gonna go to sleep. Did you know when Jesus he came out and he said, You of little faith, the disciples said, Jesus, wake up. We we we're gonna die. Jesus said, you of little faith, and then he calmed the storm. You know, every time I read that, every time I've heard this story, I was thinking that Jesus was telling them, you have little faith, you can't even calm a storm. That's not what Jesus was saying. Here's what he was saying. You of little faith, don't you know that I'm with you in the storm? You of little faith. Don't you know that I'm with you in the storm? Let me tell you a truth that is so valuable you could take with you. When storms happen in our life, the first thing we want them to do, we want them to go away. We want this to be gone. Jesus necessarily doesn't want the storms to calm in your life. But he wants the storms to rage on to calm you. Maybe Jesus wants the storms in your life to settle you down and to calm you down and to get you focused on him and trusting in him. When Jesus came out, you have little faith. He was saying, I'm with you. So that's your word today. Jesus is saying, if you're in a storm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And if Jesus isn't with you, that's not his fault. That's not his fault. It means you got in a different boat with the opposite direction. And we know from the story of Jonah how that turns out. I don't think we want that kind of ride. But Jesus is telling you, it's okay. I'm in the storm with you. Yeah, the storm's going to rage on. It's all right. But trust in me, because as soon as this is over and we get on the other side, there's some great things for you. Hold on. Hold on. What's another truth in the storm is that Jesus... Jesus is not only with you but Jesus is saying this is a perfect storm. Now, I've been calling it perfect storm and you may say I don't like storms whether they're perfect or imperfect. They're not good. When perfect storms happen in your life, the reason why they're perfect is because they fit you in your situation. They fit your circumstance. Jesus wants you to know that it's not about the storm. It's about what happens after the storm. It's not about the storm. It's about what happens after the storm. And we read what happens after the storm. Amazing things happen. So Jesus is telling you right now, hold on tight. It's not about the storm. It's about what's going to happen after the storm. So trust in me, and everything's going to be just fine. So as we begin to close, let me share this with you. Some of you, some of you are in a storm, and some of you may be in a storm, and you don't have Jesus. If you don't have Jesus in your life, Can I be honest with you? I just want to be frank with you, all right? If you don't have Jesus in your life, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. I've been in storms in my life, and I thank Jesus every day for being with me during that storm. But I tell you what, if I didn't have Jesus, I do not know what I would do. I don't know what I do. Now, there are countless millions of people who go through trials, who go through major storms in our life without Jesus. Absolutely. But where is the hope? Where is the hope?